Alright people, well I'm back. Yeah, that's right, y'all. Y'all thought the uh y'all thought the Illuminati got to me, didn't y'all? They're like he got them the they they got him and they put him down in one of those uh underground bases 33 levels deep and they were uh running in experiments on his ass. Well guess what? No. They're running the experiment on everyone else. But that's a different topic. Anyways, what's up guys? Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been around. I've been living my life. I think last time, last podcast I posted, I was about to go on vacation. Let's see, did that. I got engaged. That's never thought, never thought that was going to happen. And then, uh... Besides that, uh, working and living my life, you know what I'm saying? Helping out fam when they need it as much as I can. Uh, Working on the house. Always shit to do around the fucking house. Bought a lawnmower. I was proud about that. But anyways, let's get back to uh, what I'm actually here to talk to you all about. So I had left off saying that I was going to do this podcast about uh, Mr. Elon Musk. So I've been, I've been writing down notes, you know, when I got some time, I'll do a little bit of research, writing down notes and stuff. And I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how long this is, but I got a feeling that this is just going to be part one because uh, in this one, I'm going to go. It's, we'll call this like a precursor to the one specifically about Elon Musk. This one is going to be about his family, the people most around him, the people closest to him. And the reason I'm doing that is because it's going to be like, like a, it'll help you get to know the actual person once you get a feeling for the people he grew up around and who he uh, just his circle i guess a lot of interesting facts in the people surrounding him i think a a lot of interesting facts that people uh, a lot of people i don't think they know this type of stuff like they don't know about about his dad uh, who he calls, uh, what's he call him? The, the most evil or something like that. It's in my notes. Uh, I'll be getting into it. But, yeah, and then he did some, well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I want to talk about it, but, and I'm going to first thing. But, pretty much, yeah. I'm going to let you in on his dad. Uh, I'm gonna go into the background of his current love interest, which is Grimes, the uh, singer, I guess, singer slash producer artist, I guess you would call her. Um, Cause she's quite an interesting character in and of herself. And um also gonna talk about uh, a couple of his kids. Uh, 
I mean, not much to say because it's pretty hush-hush. But uh, that's basically what I'm going to try and get into this one. We'll see how long it is because I, when I do the the when I do the actual Elon one, that one's gonna be that one's gonna be enough for its own show. Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, let's get into this. Let's get back into this. Um, this one's gonna be Elon exposing Elon Musk, but his family. It's all in the family. Oh my god, where do I even get started? Elon Musk, the, the, the savior of the human race. He's going to get us to Mars. And we're going to destroy Earth. But he's going to save the human race because he got us to Mars in time. What will we do without him? That's the story that they want you to believe. But what's the real story? I think the most important person, in my opinion, that might have had a effect on Elon was his dad, Errol Musk. Now, when you go to Elon Musk Wiki, You'll notice um, on the right-hand side, they usually have a summary. And it shows all his awards, all his accolades, his children, his spouses. And then under parents, you only see his mom. I guess because that's because there's a link to her information, and she has a page. Uh, he... Errol is mentioned, but there's no, it's not a link to another page. So they don't, they, uh, you know what I'm saying. It's just interesting that he, it seems like he's being, I don't know if I want to say censored, more like protected. It's like they don't want you to know about Errol. You know, how is it there's information on his mother, but not his father? Who's, I mean, supposedly in his country, kind of uh, famous. But no, no information on him. So you end up having to go to other sources I mean, let's be honest now. It's, we're talking wiki. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I obviously I quote a lot from wiki, but that's because that's how you can see the, the mainstream typical. This is what 90% of people think. Whatever you find on there, that's pretty much what the general populace thinks is reality. And so I reference it often 
because I, I try to point out how that that's not reality. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I personally don't think it is. And uh, maybe by the end of this, you might agree with me. So, Elon Musk's father, Errol Musk, E-R-R-O-L. Uh, he comes from Pretoria, which is in Africa. If I'm, I'm going, this I'm going off of memory. I think it's one of the three capitals of South Africa. Kind of a, a bigger city. I, I should know more, but you know, I'm American. Um, you know, I, there's still a few states. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> like people will be like, oh yeah, uh, whatever. And I'm like, where's that? <laughs> uh, that's actually sad, but it, it's funny because that's, you know, that's the type of, that's the level of education that I got. I mean, maybe it's my fault. Maybe my memory's just not that good, but... Uh, anyway, let's get back to... <laughs> so, um, after he apparently, uh, Elon, growing up, didn't really see his parents too much. He was raised by pretty much like the housemaid. I think uh, I'm getting this from from his uh, Rolling Stone interview that yeah he pretty much didn't really see them they're I guess typical like so rich people that they didn't even have to watch their kids you know when you're just super rich you just fucking you just you just pay Maria uh, you probably pay my aunt to uh to clean your house and raise your kid. And I mean, it works out. She needed a job. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he said and uh, that he, she barely even really looked after him. That he was, <clears throat> according to this story, he was making explosives growing up. And uh, he's surprised he has all his fingers. Because he was making all these explosives. Okay. I mean, maybe. I mean, honestly, if I was... Uh, I, if I knew how to make explosives when I was young, I probably would have done it. So, I guess that goes to the mythos of fucking Elon. That he was always just so intelligent. And it's like, well, obviously he builds rockets now. Because uh, he made... Explosive. I mean, what does that even mean? He made fireworks or something? He made C4? Like, it just, it strikes me as too much of like, like a wannabe, like little origin story of from like fucking a Marvel comic or some shit, but uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe he is that smart. I mean, I don't know. He's got a couple degrees, so I mean, I don't think he's stupid. Actually, I think he's. I will. I do. I will agree that I do think he is probably super intelligent, but in the way that many psychopaths are often pretty intelligent. So in that same 
article. He um, he describes Elon describes his dad Errol as quote a terrible human being. Almost every evil thing you could possibly think of, he has done. That was the quote. I mean, damn, that's a pretty shitty way to talk about your dad. <laughs> a terrible human being. And every, every evil thing you could possibly think of, he has done. So, I saw that quote, I was like, almost every evil thing you could possibly think of, he has done? What's the... So, I think about the most terrible things. I was like, hmm murder so has he murdered the next most like terrible thing I can think of is like pedophilic type shit and then I'm like "Hmm, has he done pedophilic type activities um after that I just got the sense of just being I mean cause every evil thing I guess maybe if I uh, had the Ten Commandments memorized, I can go through each one of those. So he's definitely a liar, because I mean, that's like small evil, I think. <laughs> and then to, to everything else. So <laughs> he said that about his dad. And to me, I'm, I'm just like, whoa. Um, this is a, another quote that he also says about his dad in that same article. My dad will have a carefully thought out plan of evil. He will plan evil. Hmm. He will plan evil. So I'm starting to get an image in my head. I was like, okay, his dad was a real asshole. Um, and evil, like. He didn't just say like he's an, an asshole or just, he said evil. That's a pretty strong word. But as we find out more about him, maybe it isn't too strong of a word. So when I thought of most evil things, first thing is murder, right? I mean, that's usually most like the most. That's like the most evil thing I can think of besides mass murder. Well, no, he didn't hit mass murder. He killed three, three people. Supposedly three people out of five or six. I don't know why it's questionable. I didn't dig into the case, but he killed three out of five slash six burglars who entered his house um I didn't go in and read the details of the case but I'm because this is kind of (laughs) old so I'm assuming he uh he probably shot these people I gotta say he must be a pretty good shot three out of five three out of six not bad I wonder, I don't know, maybe one day I'll 
be interested enough to look into the details and i'm pretty <laughs> this guy's super rich so i mean i'm pretty sure he got a pretty nice lawyer or lawyers um i don't remember if i mentioned this at the beginning but uh when you do find out about Errol, he's listed as a electrical mechanical engineer, a pilot, a sailor, consultant, and property developer. So, into a lot of uh, high class type of activity. I'm starting to get a feel for it, for this guy. This guy's got a lot of power. We I feel like we haven't heard of him because uh, we're in America and we don't give a shit about anybody else. But it seems like he was a pretty big guy uh, down in Africa. But apparently he doesn't have a very good reputation nowadays. Maybe that's why he doesn't have his own little wiki page about him so anyway so elon moved in with this guy after a divorce after errol had a divorce um this was in 1980 i believe and their kids were so it was elon what's the kimball his brother and Tosca, his sister. Uh, and they, Errol and Elon's mother, May, got divorced in 79. And I guess a few years after that, Elon moved in with them and just had a uh, horrible childhood. He said he later, like, he regretted. He felt bad for his dad, supposedly, because he seemed lonely. And the other two kids are going with the mom. So out of the goodness of his heart, he's so caring. Uh, went with his dad. Because he didn't want him to be lonely. And after that, had a horrible childhood with him. <laughs> Here's a, a quote from, from Elon himself. It was very violent. It was not a happy childhood. My father has serious issues. So that's supposedly coming out of Elon's own mouth. It was very violent. I found that quote interesting because uh, later on, read in the Rolling Stone article, he kind of mentions it about his dad being abusive. But in the article, they're kind of like, but it was only just a emotional abuse, right? And uh, it's, it's just, we, I feel like there was, there, obviously, there was an edit there, if you read the article. And it has a weird little edit, like totally out of place. And then it mentions that after the interview, apparently Elon called, I guess, the interviewer back 
and clarified that uh, uh, his dad only smacked him once on the bottom. (laughs) Come on, this guy, you called him the most evil man in, like, you, what do you say? The most evil man, whatever you said about him. And he only spanked you uh, once on the bottom. But in this unrelated article, (laughs) it was very violent. Doesn't violent, I mean, maybe I I got the definition wrong, but I thought violent was physical. Am I wrong? I thought that's technically what violence is, you know, it's physical, not just, hey, you fat whore. That's not violence. But when you say, hey, you fat whore, and then you punch him in the throat, that's violence. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe I'm just so stupid, you know. I only had a regular uh, public education. I didn't get to go to college. And I I said that, and I sounded sad, but I didn't want to go. Many of my teachers were disappointed because I, I pretty much was, a, I guess, a pretty good student. What I'm trying to say is school is easy. Like, it was not hard for me. The classes were easy. The tests were easy. I almost never had to study. Studying to me is like foreign. And they tried to put me in honors, but I just realized it was just the same as regular classes but more work and I was like I'm not even going to college why am I going to do this extra work put me back in regular classes and then aced it after that enough about myself back to uh, Elon so yeah he's saying his dad was like violent and uh, he will plan evil you know the most Every evil thing you could possibly think of he has done, but I guess you could be super evil <laughs> and plenty and but uh the most you ever do to your son is just pink him on the bottom once only once you know what and if that's true, it explains a lot. Of why fucking Elon thinks he can save the human race. You know what? His dad should have smacked him. (laughs) On the fucking face. (laughs) Uh, I'm not condoning uh, child abuse. This is a... If y'all have never noticed, this this podcast is categorized under comedy. This is all, obviously, just comedy. So I, all those quotes are pretty interesting. I was like, damn. <laughs> but then I read this, and this is the part that tripped me out the most. He fathered a ch- child with stepdaughter, Jana Bezoidenhout. Bezoidenhout. Guys, I have no idea how to say this. It's a weird name. At the time, he was 72 years old and she was 30. 
A 32 year difference. And, um, supposedly he helped raise her since the age of four. So after hearing about him being evil and doing evil things, and, uh, I mean, this is, I was just like, whoa, this is a fucking family bombshell here. So that makes like his, that makes his sister, his sister-in-law, his mother-in-law? I don't know, this is some fucking I'm my own grandpa type of shit. And so, once I read that, I, I had a bad feeling. I was like, okay, so he's having sexual relationships with this girl that he raised since she was four. And I started thinking, I was like, I wonder when the, uh, when did it first start? Like, oh, Jimmy, really? You, you gotta go there? I mean, this is real shit, you know? This type of stuff happens. And when I read that and take into account Elon's quotes about him being evil, doing every evil thing, I was just like, whoa, something is going on here. And I started, I felt like at that point I had a better picture for his dad and the type of environment he was raised in. And it instantly reminded me of uh, a lot of the supposed like upbringing of royals. I, I guess that's what I want to say. I'm talking about bloodline type of people. Because supposedly the whole lore is that, you know, when you're in, for the lack of better words, the Illuminati, and you're part of the bloodline, you are abused as you come up. In order to... Well, supposedly all these people have, they have their own bloodline, and that's why they're so obsessed with blood. But I think part of their bloodline characteristics is that they're psychopaths. And it's been pretty much scientifically proven that a psychopath is kind of almost like a different type of human. The most common or the main giveaway is being a lack of empathy. But they've kind of been realizing that that could also be genetics. Psychopathy can be genetic. So anyways, they do all this basically torture to kind of uh, gain control over somebody. The way you can think about it is like when you've seen any like 80s movie or whatever and like the rich people, the way they're 
raised sometimes it, it, there's like clues where like the dad is just like he's so rich and he just he's just an asshole for like no reason and don't really understand why I mean in the end maybe it's something about the money or something but and I'm not just, just saying accusing them of See, I didn't, I didn't even know this. I didn't know who the fuck, where the fuck Elon came from. But when I started hearing about this, <clears throat> it's just like the same story you always hear when it comes to these people with fame or, or famous politicians or basically people you know about but you've never met. But you know these things about them. These people, I think... These people have been chosen. Definitely in Elon's case. Um, and yeah, and a lot of, and some, you might be thinking, I was like, oh, he's, he's talking about fucking Q shit. You know what? I've been in hearing, into hearing about this type of stuff way before that. And that's always what they say. They talk about how they're, uh, it's a lot of like pedophile type, sh type shit. And then getting real deep, they get into like sacrifice and, you know, eating human flesh. And you learn more about history and uh, like the bloodline of Cain and the bloodlines of, uh, <laughs> Dracula, Vlad the Impaler. Um, to where am I going with this? What what I'm saying is, this sounds like such the typical cutout for like an Illuminati chosen child, <laughs> brought up and put on the stage. Um, and. You know who you can think of like so like right now what's kind of popular is uh the Britney Spears's dad. Same fucking thing. I think he's the same type of person. Uh, if you haven't heard about that, her dad runs runs her life pretty much legally like on paper. And I kind of think. <laughs> something similar is happening here with Elon, but you don't really hear about it. But I have a feeling Elon still like when his when Elon's dad calls, he like looks at the phone. He's like, "Oh my god!" But like he has to answer it. If not, his dad's gonna do some shit. When I think about Elon's dad, I think about uh. Damn, what was his name? The 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 old dude from uh, the Lannisters in Game of Thrones, the dad. You know, like the the old the OG one that Tyrion kills when he's on the toilet. That dude, that that is Errol Musk. He's like powerful, like old, so he's got wisdom. Doesn't mean he uses it for good, but just an older, powerful, and somebody who can 
think strategically, but also uh, has a, has kind of a dark side. And um, so when when she got pregnant, he at some somewhere he said he thought that it was divine providence that the baby was divine providence I mean I can understand you proud of your kid but would I choose those words to describe it I don't think so (laughs) I mean maybe you would I just thought that was kind of interesting and kind of, it gives you a, a peek into, you know, just the way he talks about stuff. His ex-wife called him a bad man, quote, quote, a bad man. And coming from Heidi, uh, he has caused this is a, her quote. He has caused an incredible amount of pain for me and his children and now brought shame on the family again. Gotta emphasize the again. I mean, I knew, I know what this shame was. He, uh, yeah, he had a kid with his daughter-in-law. Right, his stepchild. Pretty, uh, that's pretty weird. <laughs> she was 30, he was 72. How old was he? So maybe he was in his 50s when. I think something very weird was going on. Uh, and then when that, that, apparently that was a big scandal. Because then after that, that's when uh, he ended up uh, divorcing, I guess, Heidi. Because the, if I'm correct, the first marriage was with May. And the next one was with uh, Heidi. And so that story made me think that Elon growing up must have grown up with her as well. And it made me think, I wonder what Elon has witnessed. I don't know. I'll let your mind think about that and why he talks about his father in such a horrible way. So, or Errol, a little bit more about his background. He got massive wealth as an engineering consultant and a real estate developer. And it's also claimed that he owned several mines and natural resources infrastructure. 
apparently, Elon is kind of started like fighting back about this, uh, this whole thing that his dad owned uh, Emerald Mines. He 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 goes on to try and say that that's not true, because part of Elon's story is that you know he went to college and he he only had enough t- for two ramen noodles. But I mean, <laughs> this dude's coming from like big money, possibly bloodline money. It even says massive wealth. Hmm. But, yeah, that's not good for the story of Elon, though. You know, he came out of nowhere. He's just a, a genius who just happened to make the right moves. And he was so... He was able to see the future so well. But, yeah. He tried to claim that that wasn't true, that he didn't own a mine, so they went in and apparently he didn't, maybe, I mean, I don't really know, maybe he didn't own it, but he had a share in it. Probably majority share, but I don't, it didn't say. Somewhere near Lake Tanganyika, Zambia. Who knows where that is? He also owned thoroughbred horses. So, part of the equestrian class, you could say. And that child that he had with uh, the daughter-in-law, Elliot Rush. I don't know what that means. Elliot reminds me of the the little boy on E.T. Elliot. But maybe there's something to it. So in Elon, in Elon's mind, he believes that he got his engineering skills from his father. And reading that, that made me think, I wonder what else he inherited. What other traits he inherited from his father? You know, if he was abused violently, allegedly, and manipulated emotionally, does that mean he's going to be like that with his own kids? Or is he going to try and be the opposite? Or is he going to try and be the opposite, but still somehow end up being just like his father. There's always two Siths. Uh, I ended I watched a couple Star Wars movies a few weeks ago. <laughs> so in I think the last note I got here is that in nineteen ninety five Errol financed Elon and Kimball's first software company zip2 so this is another to me a strike in elon's mythology that 
you know, he he was just a, uh, uh, just a regular kid who, you know, he, he went to college all broke and somehow he just scraped by and managed to, you know, even though it was a nice school, I mean, you would think you're already sending him here, but, you know, you're not giving him no money. Oh, but it turns out, well, you know, he kind of financed their first company, his two sons. But, you know, they he did it all on his own. It was all him. He, he's such a genius. As you can tell, I'm kind of being a dick to Elon. That might be because uh, if it wasn't for him going on Twitter and trying to claim that you know his dad didn't own an emerald mind okay maybe he didn't own it but he had a share in it and the only reason he's getting so defensive is because it's busting his mythology the mythology of Elon so that was the basic overview of um Elon's dad, violent, uh, evil, murdered, but wasn't convicted. He, uh, yeah, I don't even think I mentioned that. So he he killed three burglars, but was acquitted on self-defense. I wonder if it truly was self-defense. Or if that's what the part of, uh, the evil that Elon was talking about. So actually, before I move on to uh, some of the other people, let me go ahead and read a little bit of this uh, Rolling Stone article. Uh, It'll give you just one more better idea of his father and his influence over Elon. So... This is from the art. Musk was around 10 at the time and plunged in his own personal dark age. He'd recently made a move that would change his life. It was the wrong decision that came from the right place. When his parents split up two years before, he and his younger siblings, Kimball and Tosca, stayed with their mom. But Musk recounts, I felt sorry for my father because my mother had all three kids. He seemed very sad and lonely by himself. So I thought I can be company. He pauses while a movie's worth of images seem to flicker through his head. Uh, Elon, quote, yeah, I was sad for my father, but I didn't really understand at the time what kind of person he was. He lets out a long, sad sigh, then says flatly about moving in with dad. It was not a good idea. According to Elon, Errol had an extremely high IQ. Brilliant at engineering. Brilliant. He was supposedly the youngest person to get a professional engineer's qualification in South Africa. When Elon moved to live with him in Lone Hill, a suburb of Johannesburg, Errol was, by his own account, making money in the often dangerous worlds of construction and emerald mining. Uh, So yeah, he didn't... Or they admit it here, but then he goes back and denies it. But back to the article. At times so much that he claims he couldn't close his safe. 
yeah, he had so many emeralds, I guess. <laughs> I'm naturally good at engineering. That's because I inherited it from my father, Musk says. What's very difficult for others is easy for me. For a while, I thought things were so obvious that everyone must know this. Like what kind of things, asked the reporter. Well, like how the wiring in a house works and a circuit breaker, an alternating current and direct current, what amps and volts were, how to mix a fuel and oxidizers to create an explosive. I thought everyone knew this. But there was another side to Musk's father that was just as important to making Elon who he is. Musk quotes, he was such a terrible human being, Musk shares. You have no idea. His voice trembles and he discusses a few things, but doesn't go into specifics. My dad will have a carefully thought out plan of evil, he says. He will plan evil. So I like how the reporter admits right here that Elon mentions uh, some other things, but doesn't go into detail. But then he doesn't mention what he said. He just goes to what he says at the end. Um, the reporter then says, besides emotional abuse, did that include physical abuse? My dad was not physically violent with me. He was only physically violent when I was very young. Errol countered via email. This is in parentheses. Errol countered via email that he only smacked Elon once on the bottom. I thought it was Elon who called, I guess, Errol, <laughs> Errol called to Rolling Stones and was like, hey, 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 I only hit him once. I spanked him on the booty, okay? <laughs> Does anybody believe this guy? Elon's eyes, <laughs> Elon's eyes, eyes turn red as he continues discussing his dad. You have no idea about how bad. Almost every crime you can possibly think of, he has done. Almost every evil thing you could possibly think of, he has done. Um, dot, dot, dot. Who knows what he said after that? There's clearly something wrong Musk wants to share, but he can't bring himself to utter the words. At least not on the record. It's so terrible. You can't believe it. The tears run silently down his face. I can't remember the last time I cried. He turns to tell her to confirm this. You've never seen me cry. No, Teller says. I've never seen you cry. Hmm. The flow of tears stops as quickly as it began. Nice trick. And once more, Musk has the cold, impassive, but gentle stone face that is more familiar to the outside world. Psycho. Yet it is now clear that this is not the face of someone without emotions. Oh. But the face of someone with a lot of emotions who had been forced to suppress them in order to survive a painful childhood. So this guy's got so many riches and emeralds he can't close a safe, but he's just having a horrible childhood because his abusive dad i mean how bad what would make you say these things <laughs> first of all if, if 
if that happened to me, I would just lie <laughs> and not admit none of this. But uh, apparently Elon opened up. Uh, this article is kind of old, though. This was like one of his first like breaking out into the public. I mean, he got Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone will appear again when I talk about his woman. But um, let me just finish this up right quick. When asked about committing crimes, Musk's father said that he has never intentionally uh, threatened or hurt anyone or been charged with anything, except in this one case, when he shot and killed three out of five or six armed people, five or six, don't remember, who broke into his home and was later cleared of all charges on self-defense. So he had been charged, but he got cleared because obviously... It's not like this guy could get a badass lawyer. I mean, your safe is leaking with emeralds. In his email, Errol wrote, I've been accused of being a gay, a misogynist, a pedophile. Oh, really? A traitor, a rat, a shit, quite often. A bastard by many women whose attentions I did not return. And much more. My own wonderful, in parentheses, mother told me I am ruthless, quote, ruthless, and I should learn to be, be more humane. Oh, sounds like a psycho. But he concluded, I love my children and would readily do whatever for them. The fact that he went and is like, I've been accused of being gay. A misogynist, a pedo. It makes me think he was all of that. I mean, for this reputation he's got. I mean, nowadays, uh, accused of being a gay, <laughs> a gay, not a, not even a p accused of being gay. He's being of being a gay. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds stupid. As an adult. Musk, with the same optimism with which he had moved in with his father as a child, moved his dad in with his dad. I guess that's what it meant. His father's then wife and their children to Malibu. He bought them a house, cars, and a boat. But his father, Elon, says hadn't changed. And Elon severed the relationship. So this was later on. I guess he had that horrible childhood with uh, his dad, but... When he got older, he was like, oh, you know, maybe we can work things out and try to, uh, I guess, get closer to his dad. But he ended up severing that relationship because he started doing <laughs> who knows what he was doing besides having uh, a child with his stepdaughter. <clears throat> In my ex this is a quote from I think this is Errol. Oh, no, it's, it's from Elon. Quote, in my experience, there's nothing you can do, he says, about finally learning the lesson that his dad will never change. Nothing. Nothing. I wish. I've tried everything. I've tried threats, rewards, intellectual arguments, emotional arguments, everything to try and change my father for the better. And he, no way. It just got worse. Somewhere in this trauma bond is the key to 
Musk's worldview. Interesting. Creation against destruction of being useful versus harmful of defending the world against evil. He's our hero. Things at school that I said that not the not the article. Things at school weren't much better than life at home. There Musk was brutally bullied until he was 15 years old. But after that it gets more into actual Elon. But that was the main part that talked about his dad, where it's kind of hard to find information about him. This is one of the like most quoted sources. But yeah, this dude, uh, <laughs> after hearing, if, if you heard about somebody with all these, uh, this, I mean, what, what would you think? And like it says at the, towards that last part I was reading, it's like, it, this is formed Elon's mind your parents have such a big influence on you and how you look at the world so think about how he uh, looks at the world the, in the article they want to argue well, and that's why he's he's trying to be so good because his dad's so bad but is he really is he really just this is his is this his destiny? That's what he wanted to do? Save the world? Come on. I could see how people could believe it, but... I do not. Now, the next person I want to bring up is... Somebody... Uh, uh, the next person I think would have a major influence on uh, Mr. Elon there. And I'm talking about his wife. Who goes by the name uh, Grimes. She's like a electronic music artist. You've probably heard of her at least. Um, I remember seeing her uh, video of her a few years ago. That was pretty cool, and I've that I heard, like I I heard of her because she had a lot of hype going around her name at the time. But I never really got into it. But I didn't know too much about her, and then found out she married Elon at some point. I was like, mm, okay, interesting. <clears throat> and then I found out that they, uh, well, they ended up having a baby after that. Uh, Giving it a weird name, which I'll go into a little later. And then um, I was like, who is this chick? And then I heard about her uh, having an art show show and trying to sell her soul. I was like, what the f Then um, one day I ended up like going online and looking up some of her art and it seemed real had a bunch of like horned fairies and if I remember right, like goat heads pretty prominently. Like uh, uh, the type of art your grandma wouldn't want to hang up on the wall. Let's just say that. But uh, like a metal or emo or a, what are they called? Not emo. 
a goth chick <laughs> a goth chick would have this like in her living room <laughs> but anyways so uh yeah let me just get into it so grimes aka claire elise boucher boucher um so yeah i was going as i was going through her her uh basic profile i kind of first thing that popped out as usual the numbers started kind of talking to me so i was like okay when was she born three she was born march 17th 1988 so i looked that's all 317 you add that together and uh you can get 11 and then the year 1988 if you do basic numerology and break that down to one digit you get nine so eleven nine but also in the three one seven i also saw triple seven uh or seven 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 which could be 21 which also kind of means like end game but if you also break the march seven if you break that 11 and combine it into two and then do two nine, you can also get 18 or 99. So what does that mean? It's telling me something, but I, I don't truly know what it means. I just know that it's, I just thought that was interesting, but you know what? Maybe it was all just coincidence until I found out it's like, okay, who are her parents? So, the mother is apparently crown prosecutor and arts advocate. So I was like, crown prosecutor? That sounds pretty, uh, that sounds pretty important. Crown. I'm always seeing the crown and aka the corona when uh, we're talking about these type of people. Also, Royal sticks out a lot. Just uh, think about Elon's picture. He's in the Royal Society. And her father, who they, who isn't listed, is just shown as being on the business side of biotech. Hmm. So, making money out of biotechnology. Uh, biotech could be anything, right? It could be totally a good tool, but like every tool, it could be used for good and evil. I'll, and the fact that they didn't give too much information, I'm like, hmm, wonder what he's involved. Maybe, a, I don't know, vaccines, maybe? I don't, I don't know that. I'm just, it's possible. Biotech, business side, seems to be making a lot of money right now. So, continuing. So she had a five albums uh first one being giddy primes guidey prime i don't know how to say that based uh which was supposedly based on uh the book dune that was released on july 1st 2010 113 and 
what stuck out to me was uh, track 11 titled Beast Infection. Hmm. Doesn't sound foreboding at all. They even listed the runtime of the album, which. Okay. 31 minutes, 32 seconds. Or 33. Or 3 times 2, 6, 3, 6. 666 with a song (laughs) called Beast Infection on track 11. Okay. The next album, Halfaxa, comes out October 5th, 2010. So let me just see what I could do with that. 10 and 5. Add that together to make 15. Or break that down. 5 plus 1 is 6. And if you break down 2010, you get 3. So 6, 3. So once again, we have the uh, 6. Once again, we have the 666 theme. He was he was the real interesting one. Uh, she's you know she started getting uh, attention after those two uh, albums. And the thing about like when she came up, I was reading that basically she she comes from money. I mean, it sounds like to me she also went to. Uh, I think that she was going to she was going to some pretty nice college, but then dropped out and decided to do music which I mean that's kind of common you see that a lot but also feels like well she probably could do that and not worry about it because she had some money I mean basically but she's like you know I I don't really need to do this part I can uh, I can do what I want I can follow my uh, my other calling which you know what I mean go for it I'm proud of you, but what is your calling? Uh, what I'm trying to insinuate is that I think. Let me let me break that down at the end instead. So visions was her third album, and it was created. Apparently, the whole album was created in three weeks. Which, I mean. That's fast. Apparently, her manager at the time set a ridiculous deadline for her. Which, to me, I'm like, why would your manager do something like that? He gave her like a deadline of, hey, you got to make this whole entire album in three weeks. Uh... Okay, so she, I mean, <laughs> I guess she just agreed to it or felt that she had to. I, I was getting, so, I felt like there was a weird tone between her and her manager. Um, I don't know, it just made no sense to me. Why would he do that? 
So the only way she was able to do this is uh, basically she ended up she said she recorded this album in, at a psychotic pace not sleeping or eating for nine days while using amphetamines oh okay that's how she did it she used drugs <laughs> uh, and I feel like that's probably what she she felt like she had to do but this just reinforces like why did the manager do that like hey you gotta you gotta make you gotta come out with this album in an insane in like an insane amount of time I mean did they not talk about like how it's gonna be done um so, I mean, think about that. No eating or sleeping for nine days. Have you ever gone a couple, like, just a couple days with, like, little to no sleep? I did that a couple times at South by Southwest years back. And, uh, it is not good. <laughs> I mean, at least for me like day three you kind of start hallucinating like i remember being on a bus so tired and then it just felt like i had immediately taken mushrooms everything started getting really weird let's also take into the fact that she was doing this through the use of amphetamines it doesn't specify which amphetamine but was it Adderall? Was it meth? Was it ecstasy? I mean, was it what Hitler was taking all the time and the Germans? It just says amphetamines. Now, this is the part that kind of weirded me out because let's just say your boy Jimmy has uh, had an adventurous past and he's tried a lot of things. And I know for a fact that when you're on amphetamines for so long, you start to get that lack of sleep. It, I don't know if it like opens you up to like more spiritual planes or what exactly is going on there. Because it's, it's interesting that it's, it's almost kind of like a, like a religious ritual, maybe not a ritual, can't think of the right word, but you know how people will, will do that. They'll like not eat, they'll fast for a while. And that supposedly gets them closer to God, be able to speak spiritually. You know, I'm not, I'm not specifying any certain religion, but in general, it's, I mean, the Muslims have a similar things. Um, and the not sleeping, that's, I mean, that's a form of uh, torture that we, the CIA does to people. You know, not let you s sleep for so long, you kind of become, uh, it just gets you because your, your body's, it needs that 
recharge time. To me, sleep is kind of confusing. Why, why did it, was it put into our like cycle of evolution or whatever? You know, like you can be up for so much, but then you gotta sleep. But it does have a bunch of important functions. So I didn't even get on to what I was even thinking of. So after a couple days of being up on some shit, uh, about day three. I started to notice uh, shadow people. You ever seen that, like in the corner of your eye? Yeah, it's always like in your peripheral. You'll see it, and you kind of turn, and it like it like disappears. It runs like super fast, and most of the time you're like, eh, it's just something I saw in the corner, whatever. Because it's it's pretty rare. But after being up for a few days, <laughs> it's not so rare. It, it happens more and more. And it started to feel a little more real. <laughs> like sometimes I would look and it, it didn't run on time. It was still kind of standing there. And then it took off. And I just have a theory. Okay, like, because after that, I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> After th three days, is like, I don't even like staying up for two days. Like, that's horrible enough for me. I need my sleep. Three days, start seeing shadow people. I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to sleep and recharge my brain. Also, notice how weird your, your brain starts misfiring is the only way I could explain it. Where you'll have a thought and it'll get cut off. And go somewhere totally wrong. So here's my theory. She's not sleeping and eating for nine days. Interesting. Uh, and uh, she said she had to black out the uh, the windows. So there was no light getting in. Just uh, just think about the uh, the symbolism of that. No light getting in. And in, in my vision, from my experience, this is, uh, this, is, uh, this is how I just saw it. Like she's in, in her apartment, black, blacked out, not eating, not sleeping, doing loads of drugs, and just starts writing this music. But I think, Within a few hours or a few days, who knows when it started kicking in, she made contact with one of these shadow creatures. And because I think this thing was like, uh, it was a, how could I even say it? This was like a religious experience for her doing this thing. And that's where she got the inspiration. That's how she was able to create this thing. Through making, uh, through making contact with the, uh, the black zone, the, the, uh, the, there's a name for it, like the, 
the mauve zone, the chaos zone, the uh, the void, which is apparently where where art comes from. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, according to ancient philosophers and stuff, stuff like that, which is interesting because I mean everybody has a part of that, and. I feel like if you're an artist, you, sometimes you know, uh, at least maybe with like playing instruments or it, it could be anything like that, that um, occasionally you can get into this zone, they call it flow state, where um, say you're playing an instrument and suddenly it's like, it's not even you deciding what what's coming out you kind of like take a seat back and you just like they say go with the flow and then it just starts coming through you something starts coming through you to me that's the closest thing I've experienced to something like channeling which is what I think she did here I think she was she channeled these entities I don't know what they are I mean Judging by the dates she does this and everything that's coming up, it could be dark. Judging by her art, it, they could be dark. If that's, if you look at her art, I feel like these are the things she she was talking to. Just take a look at her art, and um, yeah, if you want to see what I envisioned her uh, talking to and. Who knows what the fuck she saw? I mean, I've I've taken some pretty high doses of shit to to like really test my brain, but like I've never done a nine day. Yeah, I don't think I want to at this point. I I feel like I've gone deep enough. <laughs> I don't need to go any deeper. I've I've been in deep. So yeah, that whole thing, after I read that, I was like, okay, something's up. Just that th this, cause <laughs> when I read this stuff, um, part of me is like, right now I'm, I'm reading a, a fairy tale. You know, I don't know if this is real. I have no way to confirm any of this, but the facts that they put in there for everyone to, to read, sometimes I'm just like, what? So, yeah, point is, manager basically said, hey, I need an album in, like, what, three weeks, and you're going to fucking do it. So she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to take a lot of drugs <laughs> to get all this creativity out of me. Um, interestingly enough, it's like her breakout album. Uh her breakout songs I think on there were uh, it was like her breakout album that she was really kind of known for because it got critical acclaim uh, let's see here some of the ac accolades Oblivion interesting name and Genesis interesting name 
named among the best songs of 2012. Which, and I just looked at uh, 2012. Uh, I did two and one, three, two and three, 33. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Anyways, named best songs of 2012 by Rolling Stone. Hmm. It's not like they're a CIA mouthpiece. Oh, wait. Uh, the next uh, place she got an accolade from. Pitchfork. Hmm. Pitchfork. Who has a pitchfork? What do I think of when I hear pitchfork? Fucking the little devil dude on a fucking chips bag? AKA the devil? So the devil <laughs> named uh, a couple of these songs. Uh, I guess and also uh, NME. Enemy. So, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, and Enemy. There's something to these names. Um, Pitchfork <laughs> names Oblivion second best song of the decade. Hmm. So the, the Devil Magazine, I don't know if it's a website or a magazine, <laughs> names Oblivion. Second, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty, second best song. I wonder what number one was. I should have went back and checked it out, but I didn't want to get that deep. Um, now her uh, video for Genesis is, is kind of interesting. I went back and checked it out because it has this, uh, it has an overall very cyberpunk, aka transhuman vibe to it, where it's like kind of the people look futuristic, but kind of almost robotic. And the thing is, this is kind of like her her whole theme is this whole basically cyberpunk motif. Um, also in that video, there's a prominent snake, uh, an albino python, uh, shown with one of the models, which, come on, that's obviously, uh, you know, a tag to Eve and the python. I, it, it was too obvious. I was like, okay, come on. It's, it's too on the nose. Y'all are just trying to trigger me at this point. Pitchfork also rated it number six in the 50 best albums of 2012. And they're quoted as calling it a triumphant meeting of human and computer. AKA transhumanism. This whole thing is well, it all starts to kind of come together. And when I started seeing all this, I was like, oh, come on. So then Pop Matters ends up calling it number 11, her album, I guess, of the year. Fact, 
ended up calling it number 26. Hmm. 66 uh, album of the year. And Rolling Stone decides to call it 33, the 33rd best album. So that was her big one after that. She had Art Angels, which I looked at the date, 11-6-2015. I'm, I'm not gonna break those. I'll, I'll, if, if you're interested, I'll let you do it. Because then if you're, not, if you're not interested, you're just like, what the fuck is he talking about right now? He's just blurting out random numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I used to watch videos back in the day like when 9-11 first happened and I always put the numerology stuff in there and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, that's just pure cool. Like you could do that out of any numbers until you start actually trying to apply it. And then uh, there's a, there's something there. Uh, the physical copy came out 12-11, 2015. It sold 11,000 first week, peaking at 36 on the Billboard charts. She released artwork on 10-19-2015, and then a music video on 11-26, November 26. And she also released a video, Kill V Mame, which came out on 119. What's funny is I'm I I can see this from from because I have all these notes written down and maybe it's not making sense, but if you write all these out, <laughs> the theme there's just a theme here. Hmm. You see, there's very <laughs> There's very prominent numbers coming out all over this. Miss Anthropocene was her fifth album, her latest album. Uh, that was released 221, 2020. But it was announced on 319, 2019. Her singles were called Violence, My Name is Dark, and Delete Forever. Cute. And uh, supposedly this was based on, this album was based on climate change. Okay, to me that was the like the last fucking straw. I was like, and she's fucking about climate change too. Does every transhumanist fucking... Why do they even care if you're going to fucking turn into a fucking robot? You're going to be uploaded digitally into digital heaven. like. <sighs> Sorry, I kind of... <laughs> I snapped on the, on the, on the transhumanist. Uh, and then the name of this fucking album, Miss Anthropocene. Obviously trying to allude to misanthropic 
what is that? Look it up. I went to go look at, I mean, I knew what it meant, but I was like, let me see what it really means. Hatred of humankind. Hmm. Hatred of man, basically. So, yeah. Your fifth album is called I Hate Man with singles Violence, My Name is Dark, and Delete Forever. Hmm. Cute themes. Then I realized that, you know, this is a recent, her current album, but <clears throat> by 2013, she was already under Jay-Z's management, Rock Nation. Rock, obviously, Rockefeller, Rockefeller. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's once again, it's, it, this is on the nose. And what, when I realized that, I was also like, wait, so they're trying to make it seem like she came out of nowhere and she was like the, the most indie thing that ever fucking came out. She was like underground and so cool. I just remember this is the way they marketed her. And I think that's kind of why at the time, because I mean, I'm into electronic music and I like all kinds of music, but I'm also kind of like a snob. So when I see like somebody or like, an artist getting too much attention it almost makes me like a fucking hipster not want to not want to like them <laughs> i'm like I, i'm not going to give them a chance i, I don't want to like them cuz <laughs> i don't want to be like everybody else <clears throat> maybe that's just me so also in uh, march 2015 she signed to columbia Ah, uh, Columbia. She signed to the to the record company of the goddess. Of course. Why not? I mean, this was obviously spelled out. I don't think she was this indie chick who came up out of nowhere. And she was just so hip and cool when she, she designed or she produced the whole album. Maybe she did produce the whole thing. But I don't know, when, when you got your manager telling you what to do of when you can release an album, maybe you're not the one at the top. So, I mean, I don't know. Also, you're serving your dark lords. Anyways, <laughs> so that's actually going to be a future episode, uh, Explaining Columbia. Um, because she's everywhere. She's all around you don't believe me uh you'll just see i mean just think about columbia records columbia picture where's our country ran out of the district of columbia hmm, who is that who is that <clears throat> but let's get back to grimes since 2008 she's been called c i guess her name is claire so they shortened it to c which is the symbol for speed of light in her personal life the speed of light in her personal life. These quotes that they stick in here, the ones that they choose, they're, th that's what always gets me. It's these quotes that have these certain words in them. And I'm just like, what am I reading here? Am I reading a spell? Some, a lot of times I think I am. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, light, Lucifer. Oh, Jimmy, light's a good thing. I mean, it is, but... <clears throat> Anyways, continue. 
Uh, I just finish up pretty much. The main thing that got me about her was the the numerology behind all her release dates and stuff, and also the themes. Uh, on January eighth, twenty twenty, announced pregnant, and on May fourth, twenty twenty, they announced uh their baby, X Ash A twelve. X, or also pronounced XAI. Hmm. XAI A12. Uh, actually, I thought that was like the, 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 the cherry on top, all that other stuff. But then uh, one of her latest stunts. She sells her soul at an art exhibit. Uh, supposedly for 10 million. The whole art exhibit had a theme. It was called Selling Out. Hmm, Selling Out. Selling Out to who? And in this thing, she sells her soul. Who do you usually have to sell out to to sell your soul? And she made this legal document that entitles the purchaser to a percentage of Grimes' soul. And if I remember might if I remember right, it sold for ten million. Or actually maybe that's what she was asking for. I don't even <laughs> I think she was wanting ten million, but it didn't sell nearly that. I could be wrong. I mean, who the fuck is going to pay that, first of all? Fucking psychopath. And, uh, yeah, that's when I also, when I saw that, I was like, well, let me see what else kind of art she has. And it just has a heavy angel. There's all these angel wings everywhere. Elves, horned entities, goat heads. Oh, yeah, and lots of butterfly wings. Because you got to put in the, the mind control symbology. And obviously, blood. Uh, that's how I recapped her art. Heavy angel theme, elf theme, horned entities, goat heads, butterfly wings, and blood. In this art, ex art exhibit, I mean, to be honest, the art was actually kind of cool. <laughs> if you're into that, like, it, I mean, it was kind of cheap, not cheesy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna t totally hate on her art, but uh, I was just like, really, like, once again, it was just like totally demonic for the most part. That's the general vibe I got up out of it, but it wouldn't look like a straight up demon like you fucking think it's kind of made to look a little cooler yeah demons are real cool and i mean come on guys she how much more do you do you need to know she's all she's trying to, her her mythology her story is telling you everything what it points to i sold my soul I make albums about 
Deleting Humanity. I have an album title Misanthrop Misanthropocene, Misanthropic Hatred of Humanity. And then uh yeah, and your breakout album c- came from channeling demons through a giant drug uh, ritual um <laughs> obviously you immediately get signed by rock nation and to columbia and i don't know it was just too much pitchfork magazine is all about you and your mom's the crown crown prosecutor like powerful people rich people what i'm here's here's basically the bottom line of what i'm trying to say about grimes i think she might be bloodline and that's why she's they're setting her up with elon I think I don't even think I think the marriage is just just out of, just <laughs> just to make it seem like she they're normal. The fact that they're together and like you know she's coming up as this like cool semi-transhumanist cyberpunk artist and she's getting married to the technology fucking iron man bringing the uh bringing neuralink uh basically enabling you to link up with ai and it's just too, way too much i don't i don't buy this story i don't buy that she'll just an random person who just happened to make it because I don't believe you can't you can't get make it that high unless you're either brought in or chosen and I think she was basically chosen to bring this theme out and try to make it popular because when we look back and we think about all the biggest like artists in like say rock and roll if you do more research on them, a lot of them are basically coming out of CIA secret society type organizations. And they do it to, ch- to change the way people think about the world. What would be a better way to influence people than entertainment? And so I think she was chosen because she's possibly in the blood and put out like, oh, hey, you're going to do this and then you're going to do this and then you're going to come out and this is going to be your theme and uh, oh, and you're going to end up marrying the guy who is actually implementing your theme in real life. At the same time, talking to demons on the side that help you write your music. That's basically my theory. (laughs) 
Or I could be really wrong and she just happened, you know, she just happened to be just, she just happened to be that talented that all the major magazines noticed and, you know, she just, she did it all on her own. She did it, you know, it was just her, she produced her, she did it all. Just like Elon, he did it all. You know, he came up from nowhere. He was broke. But his dad had a fucking giant safe full of emeralds. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) What kind of backgrounds are these? Like, that's what set me off. I was like, wait, her parents were like seemingly pretty powerful people. They didn't even want to mention the dad. That's always a bad sign. And then she's coming out, releasing all this stuff on interesting dates. Nothing but threes and sixes and nines. And just has this whole dark theme era, aura about her. You know what? But maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's just that much of a troll. She just knows how to, this is her. She's just that smart. She's just that. I'm not saying she's not smart. I mean, I don't know. I've read some of her tweets and they didn't seem too smart. But uh yeah, maybe she's just, you know, she she's got a good vision for what's coming up and what's cool. Could be. Could be either or and it just maybe I'm seeing what I want to see. Or maybe uh, a lot of people haven't looked at it from a different angle. That's all I'm challenging you to do. Look at it from a different angle. And now think about that combined. Think about Elon's dad and his wife, the people that surround him. Dad being a pedophile abuser, allegedly. And his wife being a, uh, I sold my soul to, I sold my soul for money to get money, I guess. And the funny thing is when you see them together, they're actually, they kind of make it like a cute couple. Like when you see it on the, on the outside, you're just like, oh, Elon, he's, he's the super nerd. And. Oh, and she's like a little cute little, like a cute little DJ electronic chick. And they're just the cutest couple. And they both like Dune and that's how they met or something like that. They met through a tweet or something. Uh, And then they they named their kid a fucking weird name. Aren't they? They're just, they're just out there and they're crazy. And they, they just, they're so futuristic. Because that's what I thought. <laughs> that's kind of like generally what I thought. Because I saw uh, one of those like reels uh, documentary, like background on Elon. It, but it went through like various, it did, it did not mention his dad at all, if I remember right. But it went more into like his relationships. And he kept on dating these uh. Like 
she ended up dating like a model or something and she dumped him a couple times. No, apparently they got divorced and married a few times. I, I don't know. This is like rich people drama, like soap opera shit. All right, so the last people I'm going to touch on uh, are his kids, which there's not too much info because it, it's very hush-hush. They're not in the public eye at all. Very little known about them. These little uh, Illuminati babies. So, with his, uh, with his wife at the time, Justine Wilson. Their first, uh, first they had one kid. His name was Nevada. But he dies at 10 weeks from sudden infant death syndrome. Which if you don't know, it's, it's this thing that happens where they don't really know why, but sometimes a perfectly healthy baby uh, will just like they'll check on them in the morning and it died and they don't they don't understand why and some people have kind of linked it to uh, possibly vaccines but there's also probably multiple reasons this could happen you know what else could happen you could you could sacrifice your baby to the devil. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to make light that their baby died. I just found that to be a little interesting. If you're going down the the lore of the Illuminati, it's like damn, he had to give up his firstborn. Um, I'm either onto something or I'm an asshole. So for the next uh, babies, they go with in vitro fertilization treatments. Which if you've ever heard, uh, which you might know that when people uh, do that, the odds of having like twins or triplets or anything like that increases by like a pretty good number and so the next time they ended up having twins uh griffin and xavier in 2004 and then she gets pregnant again and they have triplets so and their names are Damien, hmm, Kai, and Saxon. And that was in 2006. So that was the first five kids. Well, he had, he ended up having seven kids total. First one died, then he had the twins, then the triplets, and then finally the, uh, the next kid. The, uh, the Antichrist, as I like to call him. <laughs> XAEA12 with wife 
the the baby he had with the wife crimes. Born 5-4-2020. And this was all over the the like headlines. Elon Musk names kid crazy name. What does it mean? And so I go read these articles and they kind of break it down, but like in a lame way. And they talk about how that was, it's it was initially spelled X-A-E, but like the A-E combined, like the old, like, I don't know if that's like a Greek letter. Um, they'll have it like the, like in Latin, uh, I'll see that they use that a lot. And, uh, anyways, X-A-E. A A twelve, and the reason I—it's even hard to like. I'm like, wait, what? What did they initially call it? Because they ended up having to change it twice. Because they tried to change it to—they said they couldn't have the uh, the number twelve in it, and they couldn't use like that weird letter, so they had to change it. Um. And then you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't have like numerals or digits. Like you couldn't have 12 in your name. So what they end up doing is switching it out for Roman Roman numerals. So it's like A-E-A-X-I-I. X-A-I, Archangel. Archangel 12. So let's break that down right quick. I mean, just... Do a little X being the being equivalent to six in numerology, but it's also the third six in the alphabet that appears. So XXX. When they asked when they asked Grimes about what A AE was, she explained that it was Elvin spelling of AI. Which is love and or, which I thought was peculiar, and or artificial intelligence. Love and artificial intelligence or love and or artificial intelligence. I hope that made sense. Basically the AI part. So we got 666 artificial intelligence or if I'm breaking down his own name, 666 XXX Love and Artificial Intelligent. And the third part of the name, A12, is broken down supposedly to mean Archangel 12, which is supposed to be Elon Musk's favorite airplane, jet, whatever it is which was the uh, precursor to the SR-71, which I was always a fan of the SR-71. I thought it looked super cool. Maybe maybe the main influence was, uh, it was the X-Men freaking ride. But then I, I thought about that, I was like, wait, so the thing is, so the baby's name is X, AI Archangel 12. 
archangel. Who was the highest of the archangels? Our boy Lucifer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's this is what 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 the I mean they didn't say Lucifer. Obviously, the the internet articles didn't allude to that. But when but when you're uh, crazy like me, you see Archangel and you're like, oh, the devil. And also Grimes comes in to say that they also chose it because Archangel is her favorite song. But she doesn't specify what artist. She just said, yeah, that's my favorite song, Archangel. What, what song? What? What song? By who? Just Archangel. You know, just Lucifer. So, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that wasn't too confusing. If you try and look for his the name, you can see why it's kind of confusing. XAEA12. X, break that down. That could mean some weird shit. AE, also pronounced AI, and Archangel. If I broke down, you know, like every part of that name, that's what you could say. Triple Six Love Artificial Intelligence Archangel. Hmm. I mean, how obvious do you have to make it? If it's not obvious to you and you still think that they're just a cute couple and they they have they're doing this because it's like a funny wart, uh, nerd stunt. Oh yeah, we're going to name our our kid XAIA12. You know, just for just cuz people are going to freak out. What kind of psychopath names their kid X A I A twelve. What the fuck? <laughs> like if it was on my friend, I'd be like, dude, that's fucking stupid. Don't give him a regular name. Like Damien. <laughs> oh man. So oh here's a little note. The the mother of the uh, first five kids, technically six. She wrote a novel called Blood Angel. That sounds nice, Blood Angel. That's what that's what she was famous for. And their first kid mysteriously died. And now Elon Musk is going to save the world. Okay, if the if the uh If the XAIA12 doesn't mess with you, come on. He named one of his kids Damien. Now, what do you think of when you think about Damien? The Omen, Damien, the Devil Child, the Antichrist. I looked into the background of Damien. Okay, it got uh, It was translated from Greek, Daimonos. And its meaning to tame, subdue, conquer, rule over. Also has a relation to the Greek goddess Damia or Demeter. And Ceres, Ceres, 
the Roman god of sacrifice. Hmm. I mean, how are you going to name your kid Damien and not automatically feel like everyone's going to be like, oh, fuck. The Omen? It's the fucking kid from the Omen? So, yeah, in that movie, if you don't know what Omen is, they basically... They have a, a kid who is the Antichrist, and he starts killing people. This is like the super short He starts killing people, all right? He's a fucking Antichrist. And, um... And yeah, and now the, uh, and the hero <laughs> of the world who's going to save us from extinction, extinction names his kid that same thing. And if it's not that one, then it's his latest kid. I don't know which one's destined for, for great, for greatness. Probably all of them, but Damien, Damien might come up in the future. So might X-Ash, or I'm just going to call him Archangel. So I went back and I kind of looked at all the, the names of all the kids right quick also. I was like, well, those two names are weird. What are the other ones called? So we have Nevada, who the one that passed away, which I looked up mainly could mean snowfall, covered in snow, snow-capped, a dark winter. No, I, I added that last part. Um, honestly, that one to me was like the most normal, one of the more normal names. Next up, Griffin, uh, a fabled monster having the head and wings of an eagle and the body of a lion, a mythological creature. All right, let's name them after that. But even the, I could I could have seen it. I was like, okay, it, it does sound cool. It sounds like, I don't know, somebody's trendy would name their kid Griffin. The other uh, set from the twins was Xavier, which is an old, uh, the name comes from an Arabic background. And the Basque or the Bosque origin meaning new house. Also interesting that the name originated after St. Francis Xavier co-founder of the Jesuit order. He lived from 1506 to 1552. Hmm. Naming one of your kids after the co-founder of the Jesuit order. Hmm. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if our friend Elon has any connections to the Jesuit order. If you don't know what the Jesuit order is, you're missing out on a big control sector or group. These guys got power. If you don't know about them, look into them. They're like the they're like the Vatican's CIA and like like elite the CIA fucking military group. And supposedly there was, they had a thing where a Jesuit was not supposed to be a Pope, but either this Pope or the last Pope is the first Pope to be a Jesuit. I don't know. That's what they say. 
So, the next kids, I already talked about Damien. Kai comes from, supposedly, Keeper of the Keys. Also, it could mean Sea Warrior. Also could mean Willow Tree. And is related to Chi or Ki, meaning victory. It also could be thought of as one of the Knights of the Round Table from King Arthur. And he he actually happened to be uh, Arthur's stepbrother. And I think he had the the superpowers of being able to grow as tall as trees. Also, he had the power to not eat or sleep for nine days. Where have I heard that before? Not eating or sleeping for nine days. Hmm. I heard that in somebody else's background. And the sixth child being Saxon. Which there's a, too much history on these guys. Um, basically broken down to warrior sharp blade. Uh, and for the most part it means German. Uh, the Saxon people. I mean, there's a bunch of tribes when you get into Germanic tribes. But they called uh, most of them Saxons because of the blade that they carry. It comes from Saxonia in Latin. And it also refers to the Vikings. It could also be referred to as the homeland of the Angles. What does that sound like? Angle, angles, angels, anglos. Here's one thing that could have that stuck out. It also, the Saxon can also refer to the German settlers of 12th century Transylvania, hmm. who are also said to be. Noblemen, noblemen and of a very wealthy class. So super wealthy bloodline Germans from Transylvania. Hmm. I mean, that's just part of what it breaks down to. It's a whole... It's a pretty deep subject, and I kind of started reading about it. I got pretty interested. Might have to do an episode about it. But uh, I was like, really, Transylvania? Come on. It's too obvious now. So in conclusion, to wrap everything up, Ask yourself a few questions. Was Elon's dad evil? Did his wife really sell her soul? Does he really believe 
His son is the AI Archangel. Is there a darker side to all this Elon and family mythos? This story they're telling us? I think there there is, but maybe I'm just reading too much into... Maybe I'm seeing too much. So in the next one, I'm going to focus in on the main guy. After all, this is just the people around him um, that helps you get a better view of what the real him might be. I'll dive deeper into that one on the next one. For now, if you got any comments, questions, or you just want to talk some shit, hit me up. That's WTF Do I Know Podcast at ProtonMail.com. That's it, guys. I'll uh, see you.